It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Yeah, glad to be here. Really excited for tomorrow. Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's talk about uh, the number one overall pick first. All the buzz is about Miles Garrett. You in on him as the number one overall? Miles Garrett is the clear-cut best player in the draft. Anyone who thinks a quarterback should go number one overall as the Browns instead is is misinformed. I mean, this guy's a freak. When uh, when Clowney came out two years ago, I really didn't think that there would be another guy as big, as athletic, as much of a freak of nature, but. Miles Garrett is right up there with him. I mean, just the size, the speed. We saw it at the combine. I mean, this guy is just a rare breed. Easily best player in the draft. Does it scare you in any way that maybe he's just one of those guys that had a freakish combine and maybe didn't put up the numbers at Texas A&M? Does that concern you at all? It, it doesn't. I mean, ever since this guy was in high school, he it's, it's, it's no discussion that he's always just been a man among boys. And it really surprised me that people say, oh, yeah, maybe Mitch- Mitchell Trubisky should go number one overall. And, you know, the fact that Warren Sapp came out a few days ago and says this guy is lazy. And that, <laughs> I mean, Warren Sapp, say what you want about Warren Sapp. You know, he-, he was a great player, but say what you want about him off the field. That's just, that's just wrong. That's not, a reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a reason for him to not go number one overall. And I think the fact that Warren Sapp was saying that is because a lot of the time, Miles Garrett was playing slightly injured. Could be off the field, could have been off of it. He chose to play on it, and he wasn't 100%. And to some people, yeah, you might say, oh, he was lazy. It doesn't look like he's going 100% out there. The same thing happened with Clowney. You know, when you're on, uh, when you're playing in a conference that's so physical, like the SEC, and these guys are obviously, since the first day they step on campus, they're the best player on the team. So, of course, they're going to be playing 95% of the defensive snaps and all, all this stuff. And you're going to get banged up, and they're going to leave you on the field, and you're going to want to be on the field, or else if you come off the field, that's, that's something that will stay with you in this draft process when they're talking about injury concerns. You could say that with Jonathan Allen. For the longest time, people thought he was definitely the number two overall pick, and now he's slipping a little bit because people are concerned about the shoulder. And, I mean, I'm a strong Alabama fan, even though I know that shoulder hasn't been a problem this entire past season, injuries are definitely a concern. He's Austin Hall, NFL Draft Insider. He's been sending me mocks like for months getting set uh, for this NFL Draft uh, coming up. All right, I want to know what you think about the quarterbacks in this class. Obviously, it sounds like you're not a believer that Trubisky should be number one, but in looking overall, I know everyone's ready for the crop of 2018 quarterbacks, maybe highlighted by Sam Darnold, but I'm as far down on this 2017 group as... I even think last year's quarterbacks in Goff and Wentz are better. Maybe there's a little bias here being uh, locked on Rams, but I still, fe- I still feel like Goff and Wentz are, are better than this group, and, and I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan, but I just don't know how that's going to translate. Mm. I, I completely agree with you, and it's so interesting to see how, how the selection of quarterbacks have changed in just a number of, number of years. You go back to two years ago. It's Mariota and Winston. These guys are multiple-year starters. Each of them have a Heisman. Uh, Winston won a national championship. Mariota went to one. And both these guys are so established, such great careers. And in the very next year, Goff and Wentz, they were, they were kind of projects. You know, Goff won 
you know, what was it, you know, 18 games in three years, and Wentz is from FCS North Dakota State. Just that year, two number one and two overall picks in the past two years were night and day. And now with this one with Watson and Trubisky, I think obviously being the top two, um, it's it's a little bit it's similar to both because Mitchell Trubisky started one season, and Deshaun Watson is a lot like Winston and Mariota, where he started for almost three years. He won very few games. He capped off his career with the national championship. And I think I like Watson. I like Watson more than Trubisky. I know people are concerned about his accuracy, his interceptions, and like you said, how it will translate to the NFL, but the guy's a freak. He, he checks off all the boxes. He's a leader. You know, his story is great. And as Trubisky, people are a little bit afraid. Okay, you know, you, you started one year. You, you had a winning record, but not a lot to show for it. And He's, he, he could be an NFL star. There's no doubt about it. Well, I, I just know there's a lot of Rams people that, you know, maybe not necessarily high on Goff just yet. Yeah. But then you, you see that this draft class and you say, okay, well, if the Rams didn't make that trade and now they're still in need of a quarterback, you're not going to find that guy in this draft. I think if anybody is that, I'd agree with you. It's probably Deshaun Watson. I think mm-hmm. Kaiser is a distant third. But, I, I, yeah, it, it's, you're stuck with a project no matter what at this point. And, and I'm just not crazy about this crop of quarterbacks. I think even in hindsight, if I'm the Rams, I'm still okay with my decision in trying to go after and go get your franchise quarterback that there's still a chance Jared Goff could be, even if he didn't have a great first year. Oh, I, I completely agree with you 100%. You know, he, he played seven games last year, so the, the fact that people are writing him off yet is, is, is a little bit troublesome. You know, we need to wait for the team to get better, and, and he'll get better, and he'll bring success, but as for these two guys, franchise quarterback-wise, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. If Watson ends up on the right team, he'll be a Pro Bowler. He'll win Super Bowls. There's no doubt about it. Trubisky, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's a definite possibility. I think, he's on, I think he's on the same level as Wentz was in terms of size, skill. Uh, Wentz had a ton, tons more starts, but you know, that's, at, that's at the FCS. But, yeah, I, I agree with you where you don't look at them and say, Oh yeah, they're definitely going to be ten-year starters. They're you know they're going to go to the playoffs. Whereas a few years ago with with Winston and Mariota, I think it was a lot more easy for people to think that. Okay, let's get to the Rams for a second here. Worth Austin Hall, NFL insider, uh, especially getting ready for the draft here with the Rams. What they need. They, the Rams have shown after last year that terrible offensive line. They're clearly not going to try to do that through the draft as they've gone after uh, several free agents and have done a good job of trying to bulk up that offensive line with veterans. But there are still holes at wide receiver. There are holes in the secondary. Those are the needs. Who do you see maybe in the second or third round that could be a potential target for the Rams if someone were to fall to that spot? Yeah, no first-round pick this year. You know, we, uh, we knew that was coming. That was in the golf trade. Their first pick is number 37 overall, and I think it's down to two positions, and you mentioned both of them, offensive line, particular on the interior, and wide receiver. Right now it looks like our top three receivers are uh, Tavon Austin, um, Robert Woods, who we, acquired, who we required in free agency, and probably Farrell Cooper, who's really, who's really coming along. Yeah, I like I, Cooper. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think we need, we need a big-bodied, thousand-yard receiver that can help Tavon excel in different ways. I mean, we, we've been watching Tavon for years. He can score three touchdowns three different ways one week and then be held to nothing the next. And I think he will thrive so much more, and Goff will thrive so much more if there's a taller, uh, more polished route runner who can get a thousand yards. You know, Kenny Britton, Brian Quick, 
last year and for the years before that. They're both, you know, 6'3", 220. They can run a 4'4", but the drops are just, you know, the drops were such a problem. The limited route running was such a problem. And this draft is absolutely stacked with the receivers. And with 37 overall, there's probably two that I really, really like that will be there, and that's uh, California's own Juju Smith-Schuster from USC. Really, really like him. Um, early last year, Nick Saban, when they squared off, when Alabama squared off against USC, he loosely compared this kid to Des Bryant. That's really high praise coming from Nick Saban. And also Zay Jones. Um, he was... He was for Eastern Carolina last year. He had over 150 catches, broke the FBS record at Eastern Carolina. He checked boxes all week at the Senior Bowl, had a fantastic combine. And so those are the two receivers that I would like to see the Rams take a look at in that pick, but also you you really have to look at interior line. And one of the best is Dan Feeney. Uh, He's from Indiana. He's about 6'4", 320, really, really good guard, could play some tackle, could even play some center. And if they were to draft a guard with that pick, he would almost definitely start week one at left guard because Trey Jackson got waived three days ago. And that was such a surprise to me to see because he failed his physical. And when they signed Trey Jackson, I was thinking it was, it was great, but they need, a, they need a starter at guard, especially after the waving of Trey Jackson. Yeah, I definitely agree with that there. About Juju Smith-Schuster, though, that kind of, that's one of those kind of sexy names, especially exactly. here in L.A. Is there any chance that you think he falls as far as 37? I would assume that he would have gone higher than that. I, I agree with you, and, and maybe, uh, maybe two or three months ago, he was definitely a first-rounder. He was definitely someone, would talk, someone uh, who people thought was the best receiver in the draft, but some of these guys like John Ross and the incredible 40-time he had, and uh, Western Michigan's Corey Davis, who people think can be a pro bowler in his rookie year, guys like that have kind of hidden, hidden Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit, and I think that'll allow him to slip to the early second round. I, I think there's no question about it, and I'm, I'm thinking three or four receivers will go tomorrow night. That's, that's Mike Williams, that's Corey Davis, that's John Ross, and I don't think the fourth one will be Juju, I think there's a I think there's a good chance he'll slip to the second round, and Rams fans Rams fans will will cry for this kid, uh, considering he's from USC. Yeah, that could be huge. Austin Hall, NFL Draft Insider, right now. The other issue the Rams have is in the secondary, and we heard Tremaine Johnson say that he wants to be a Ram, but that isn't exactly uh, the most binding statement just by making that that it's going to be a lock down the road. The Rams need some solutions in the secondary. Do you see uh, defensive backs available that are quality uh, in that I guess second round and beyond? One of the deepest positions in this draft is cornerback and safety. And I, it's, it is absolutely stacked. There are guys all over the place, big schools or small schools, and after they, uh, they have their 37th overall pick in the third round, 69th overall pick. I think those will be, I'm really thinking those guys will be offensive guard and a wide receiver. If they choose not to, there are a lot of cornerbacks and safeties that could be there. I mean, it's a definite possibility. Uh, I read that LaMarcus Joyner's uh, making the transition to free safety full-time, which is good. Um, uh, like you said, Tremaine Johnson, he's our left corner. He's going to stay there. He, he has Pro Bowl value, obviously. And across from him, E.J. Gaines is coming into, in, into his fourth year. Uh, Troy Hill looked promising but struggled a little bit last year. There are some other guys, there are some other guys that play the position. Uh, we got Nickel Roby Coleman for, in free agency. He'll help in the slot. But a boundary guy that I think can really make a difference if he falls to, t- if he falls to uh, round two or three, 
I would say I would say Trey Davis White from LSU. This guy played. He can not only help um, as a corner, but he can help in the return game. He can play inside and out, and I think corner over safety will definitely be a position that they'll look at in the third and fourth round and beyond. Awesome. This is great stuff. I really appreciate you taking some time to join us today. And uh, is there anybody, any sleepers out there that you expect maybe could uh, could go a little high or, or any surprises you expect to see tomorrow maybe that no one else is talking about? Hmm, a sleeper. I'd say when you get past that fourth, fifth round range, that's, you know, that's when you can really select. That's when you can really get a player that will make a difference. And I think one for the Rams that can make a difference in around, in around uh, four or five is Wayne Gallman. He was actually uh, you know, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's running back at Clemson for a number of years. This guy's a former safety. He plays special teams. You know, he'll be an NFL special teams demon day one. And I think he can really help uh, take the pressure off Todd Gurley, who really needs a running man. I mean, the guy averaged 3.2 yards per carry last season. And if they get a guy like Gallman, running back is a staff class is a stacked uh, position in this class too, and I I think Wayne Gallman is definitely a sleeper. He, he's a violent running back, and if the kid can stay healthy, he will do damage backing up Todd Gurley. I'm telling you, there's very few people that are on this planet, I think, that know what's going on more with the NFL draft than Austin Hall. I'm glad you spent some time with us today. Uh, thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the weekend. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Thank All right. That's Austin Hall, NFL Draft Insider. Really good stuff right there. Hey, all right, again, the Rams don't have a pick today in round one. They have the 37th overall selection in round two that begins on Friday. My name is Trent Rush. This is Locked On Rams. Be sure to follow at Locked On Podcast and check out all kinds of other podcasts out there as well. And we'll have all kinds of more Rams coverage as it comes along throughout the offseason and then really ramping things up when we get closer to training camp. I'm Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the draft. And this has been another edition of Locked On Rams. Take care, everyone. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.